Welcome. In Psalm 119, the eight verses that begin with verse 9 all start in the Hebrew language with the letter Bet, the second letter of the Hebrew alphabet. This is not a coincidence. We see this pattern throughout the whole of Psalm 119, the longest psalm. Its first first eight verses begin with the letter Aleph, the first letter of the Hebrew language, and the verses we're looking at today with the second letter, Bet, and so on, all the way to the end of the Hebrew alphabet. My name is Keith Simons. I'm a Bible teacher from England, and I present these talks on how to understand the King James Bible using the Psalms. We go through each passage, verse by verse and word by word, understanding the meanings. So please turn with me to Psalm 119 and verse 9. And that reads, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto, according to thy word. Wherewithal. Well, it sounds a long and complex word, but its meaning is very simply, how. How shall a young man cleanse his way? A young man. Someone's pointed out that in Psalm 119, the early part seems to be written by a young person for whom life is a very simple and very clear thing and he's trying to do things in the right way. And the end of it seems to be the writing of an old man, a man who's aware of his struggles and his troubles in life and how much he's failed in life. And so maybe it took a whole lifetime to write Psalm 119. Maybe the poet began as a young man, as a youth, and he progressed through this psalm, through his life, with the experiences and the lessons that he learned in a long life. A young man. The Hebrew word is often translated a boy or, or sometimes a servant. We might be describing a boy of eight or nine or ten or, or twelve or thirteen. Someone just starting out on an independent life. Someone who for the first time has just a little bit of money that he's earning himself and he can spend on the things that he wants. Someone who has so many opportunities in life and ideas in life and temptations in life and troubles in life. The word for cleanse. Someone pointed out that this word seems to suggest uh, glass in the Hebrew language. It has been translated to make translucent. Now, modern glass, such as you have in your windows, is transparent. You can see through it. The word translucent means that light shines through it. And ancient glass was not used in windows, but to make objects like bowls and uh, like bottles 
and it was very precious. It was difficult to make. It didn't let, you couldn't look through it as you can with modern glass, but it let light through and that gave it a quality almost like a jewel. How can a young man make his way so pure and attractive that it will let light through it, that people will see the light of the glory of God through his life? Ah, oh, but glass has another quality too. If I take a pair of glasses, one of the first things you're told when you get a new pair of glasses is, don't touch the lenses, because if you do, your fingerprint will remain visible on them. And you get too many fingerprints on them, you won't see the, through the glasses properly. I remember the first time a friend showed me a tablet computer with a touch screen, and she was so enthusiastic to show me everything that it could do. And I was looking at the fingerprints and the smudges on the screen. And I was thinking, however would you clean a thing like that? Such is young person's life. So many temptations, so many things to attract them away from God's way. It seems as if the slightest touch spoils it. The slightest touch leads to something going wrong and turning away from God. How, wherewithal, shall a young man cleanse his way? How can that young man, starting out on an independent life, with so many opportunities, choose to live in the way that is right and good and proper? How can he resist the temptation to take advantage of other people, to be dishonest? Well, verse 9 gives the answer. By taking heed thereto, according to thy word. To take heed means to watch carefully, to observe. And uh, the King James writers, with taking heed thereto, they were thinking of taking heed to his way, by, by observing his way carefully, according to the word of God. Um, but someone has suggested another translation of the Hebrew, which perhaps is useful to think about here, which is by taking heed according to thy word. You'll see the King James translators have put the word there too in italics. It's not in the Hebrew. The Hebrew says, by taking heed according to thy word, by observing not his own life, but observing what God's word is saying. Yes, if this young man chooses to live his life according to his feelings and his emotions and what pleases him, he will wander far from God. And if he listens to his friends, well, unless he's got some very good friends, they're going to lead him astray. They're going to lead him away from all that is good and right. But if he allows himself to observe the word of God, or if, to use the King James words, if he takes heed of his life, if he takes heed of his way to live according to God's word, then God's word will teach him. God himself will become his teacher. He will learn the right way. Well, after the question, verse, verse 10 continues with a statement, and a statement in prayer. So much of Psalm 119 is prayer. And the author of the psalm prays, 
with my whole heart have I sought thee. O oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Yes, this young man is not going to listen to the world with all its temptations or, or to friends who, supposed friends who are leading him in the wrong way. He's not going to listen to his emotions and his feelings and the way they're directing him away from God. No, he's chosen to give his whole heart to God, to dedicate everything that is in him to God. And with the desires that are in him, he desires above all God and to know God. And so he says, with my whole heart, not just not just with my feelings for the day. No, I have determined that with everything within me, I'm going to seek God. Jesus said we should love the Lord our God with all our heart and all our soul and with all our mind and with all our strength. With my whole heart, says the author of the psalm, have I sought thee. And then he prays, O oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. God, you've told me how I'm to live. You've given me instructions and commands how I am to behave. And this I see, I see like a straight and narrow road ahead of me. And if you wander from a straight and narrow road, you're not on it. So God, please help me that I don't take my life away from what you've commanded, but that they become the pathway that I follow through life, that I am living according to the way you've told me to live. And it's not just a matter of my behaviour. It's not just a matter of the things that I do, but deep in me, I need to choose your word as the way I'm going to live. Verse 11, thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Oh, this is a secret. This is a secret to seeking God with your whole heart. It's that God's word should be hidden in your heart. It's not just words that he's spoken or heard read. No, God's word is precious to him. The Bible is precious to him. He keeps it in the most, the most precious place he's got to keep it. He keeps it in his heart. And because he's got God's word in his heart, that is what gives him the strength not to sin, not to wander from the path, not to do wrong things, not to miss the mark. He can live the way that God wants if he's got God's word truly in his heart. And that leads to praise. Verse 12. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. Those words at the beginning there, blessed art thou, O Lord, they form the basis of so many Jewish prayers. It's saying that God deserves honour and praise and adoration. Now, the psalm begins with the word blessed. First one, blessed are the undefiled in the way. That's a different Hebrew word for blessed. At the beginning, in verses 1 and 2, that word is a word that means happy. But here, it's a totally different word. When he prays, blessed art thou, O Lord, he means, I adore you, God. 
I, I love you. I give honour to you. You are the great and the wonderful God to whom all praise belongs. You, the creator of heaven and earth, and I am going to praise you. And then, having praised God, he makes his request. Teach me thy statutes. Oh yes, <coughs> he is seeking God with his whole heart. Oh yes, he has hidden God's word in his heart, but he knows that there's so much more he needs to learn, so much more he needs to understand. And it's not enough just to, to remember words. No, he needs to be able to understand them. He needs to be able to live by them. It's not enough to consider the Bible precious. We need God to teach us the Bible, to teach us how we can live in accordance with the Bible's instructions. Thy statutes, that's, that's the word for law, which especially means the written law. And uh, we're not thinking so much about rules here. It's what God's written down to teach us how we're to live. Uh, the Hebrew word Torah, which we usually translate as law, that really means teaching. And God teaches us so much in the Bible. He's written down this, his statutes, so that we can learn from it. But it's not enough for us to learn with our own minds. We need a good teacher. And the best teacher is God himself. When he teaches us, we know that his lessons are right. The best human teacher makes many errors. But God's lessons are always right. Verse 13. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. With my lips. He's spoken them. It's easy for us to, to just skim over things when we read quickly. It's easy for us not to really take in everything that the Bible is saying, just to get superficial knowledge and sometimes not even that of what's written on the page. We've just let our eyes run across the page. No, our author, the author of this psalm, took time. He spoke what God had written with my lips, with my mouth. I've declared all the judgments of thy mouth. Lord, you've spoken these things in the Bible. They are your judgments. They are what you have judged to be right or wrong. They are what you have judged to be wise and good for me to know. And I'm declaring them. I'm speaking them aloud. Just as you have spoken them aloud to dictate them to prophets of old and apostles and the authors of the Bible, so I'm going to speak them aloud. In fact, I'm not just going to read little bits of them. I'm going to declare them. That's the Hebrew word that means to count. Or perhaps we should say to recount. To speak them over and over, one by one. One by one, I declare the things that you have said, God. These things are so precious, so important, so valuable. They are my lessons like a teacher who teaches his little child to say things a word at a time until finally he can remember them and he's learned his lessons properly. 
That's where God wants us to learn. The learn to learn the things that he's teaching us until we can say them for ourselves, until we can say what are God's judgments, what God himself has declared. You might think that these lessons are difficult, that they're painful. No, says the author of our psalm. This is what brings him the greatest joy. Verse 14, I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies um, as much as in all riches. My joy is in your testimonies, God. As much as other people have joy in riches, these are my treasures. What you've taught me in the Bible is my treasure. It's in this way I find gladness and happiness. The word testimonies especially refers to the physical objects that God gave. For example, the tablets of stone that Moses received from the hand of God and which contained the Ten Commandments, or the Ark of the Covenant, the physical object which showed the place where God was present among his people in the temple. These brought the greatest joy to the author of our psalm. He saw that when he lived in the way that these things witnessed or directed him to live, he had great treasure in his life. His life was a wealthy life, even if he had nothing for himself, even if he was very poor. He didn't need great money, great property. No, what he needed was God's testimonies. These things are called God's testimonies because they witness to what God wants. Testimony means a witness statement. This is God's witness to us in the way that he wants us to live. Verse 15, I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. So precepts, once again, is another word for God's law. It's a word that only appears in the book of Psalms. And it sort of means what God's visited us to place before us. How precious is God's word? How precious is the Bible that God has come to his people to give them that word? And the author of our psalm says, I will meditate in thy precepts. I will, I will meditate. I will think deeply and carefully about your word, O God. But this word for meditate it often means, uh, when it occurs in the Hebrew, it means aloud. Don't, don't think that you, you just think about God's word in your mind. No, it's beneficial to speak it, like I'm doing now, to speak what you manage to understand about God's word. And as you do so, you gain in knowledge and you gain in understanding. And have respect, verse 15 concludes, unto thy ways, to look upon your ways, to look upon the ways you've directed me to live. When I think about God's precepts, when I think about God's word, when I think about God's Bible, then I'm looking at, I'm looking upon the way that God has taught me to live. My driving instructor um, 
my driving teacher, when I was learning to drive a car, he sometimes had to correct me. I'd get distracted from what I was doing. I'd see something by the side of the road that interested me. And he would have to say to me, watch the road. Keep your eyes on the road. That's what this means. And have respect unto thy ways. Keep your eyes on you on the road. Look at the way, the straight and narrow way, the right way which God has told you to live. And keep watching that. Don't allow the temptations, the, the pretty things by the side of the road to cause you to look away. My, the reason my driving teacher told me that was that if I looked at something at the side of the road, my steering wheel would start moving in that direction. And so would my car. Verse 16 also has this idea of looking upon. I will delight myself in thy statutes, it begins. I will look with pleasure upon thy statutes. That's what the Hebrew means. I'll look at the things that you've written down for me, thy statutes, God's, God's rules which are written down, written down in the Bible, not just rules, all God's word. I delight myself in thy statutes. And if you're not sure that statutes can mean all God's word, well, he concludes with reference to all God's word because I, he says, I will not forget thy word. Uh, you know, God's word, the Bible, is something wonderful. It's precious. It's something in which we can find delight and joy and pleasure. If our whole heart seeks God, if we place God's word in our heart and don't, don't just read it for the sake of reading it, but let our heart express our love for God and to show that love, with love for God's word, with a desire to learn and to understand and to speak and to live by God's word. In a moment, I shall read to you the whole of our section. But first, let me give you my email address. It's 333kjv at gmail.com. You've not written yet? Oh, please do write. Let me know which country you're from and uh, whether you've been able to listen to a lot of these podcasts or whether this is the first time. And if you haven't heard some of the previous ones, do check them out. There's over 50 talks on different psalms there for you to read, for you to, to gain an understanding and a love for God's word. 333kjv at gmail.com And now, here's a whole of Psalm 119, verses 9 to 16, which are he headed with the Hebrew word bet. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto, according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. 
I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word.